Hello, and welcome to the Arts of Language podcast with Andrew Poudois, founder of the Institute for Excellence in Writing, or as many like to say, IEW. My name is Jilly Walker, and I'm honored to serve Andrew and IEW as the Director of Marketing. Our goal here is to equip teachers and teaching parents with methods and materials which will aid them in training their students to become confident and competent communicators and thinkers. So Andrew, today we have an opportunity to have a conversation with one of our friends, Pam Barnhill, today. She's with us on our podcast. That's very exciting. Pam, we met uh, years ago at a homeschool conference, I would guess, and I don't have a strong recollection, but you said that I said something that helped you, and then you got me on your blog, or on your podcast, your your um morning morning basket is that what it's called morning basket yeah it's your morning basket that's the name of the podcast oh, we did look, look at the subtitle truth goodness and beauty for your homeschool day what could be that's more perfect? exactly right yeah yeah no we did we met probably about seven years ago and um this was way before i started blogging i was at the ghc conference in greenville i've been going to that one for a good seven years now and um I heard you speak, I think that year, maybe I saw you do uh, teaching boys and other kids who would rather be building forts all day, or um, that was probably one of the first ones. And I, I cornered you in the convention hall to, um, to talk to you about various things. And one of the things I expressed to you that was that I was, I wish there were somebody out there who did math like IEW did writing. And you actually sent me to see Steve Deming at Matthew C and solved all my math problems. We've been using Matthew C ever since. So thank you for that. Well, glad to be a connector of good people to good people and friends with friends. I think that's really what the whole homeschool world is about is, you know, all of us helping each other. And you've become a great help to a lot of people. You have had, I think you mentioned to me, more than a million downloads of your podcasts. Uh, tell us a little bit about your podcasts, how often you do them, what the content is, what kind of guests you have, and what, what motivated you to get started in that? Um, well, I have three homeschooling podcasts, and they all serve kind of three different purposes. Um, I started off by doing the Homeschool Snapshots podcast, and um, Sarah McKenzie is actually a really good friend of mine, and she started a podcast, and she kept coming and telling me, Pam, Pam, you have to start a podcast. This is so much fun. You have to do it. <laughs> and, you know, she's an extrovert, and so every time she would get off of a podcast, she would come and tell me just how wonderful this was. And so I said, I had some goals in mind that I wanted to accomplish. And so I said, you know, a podcast might help me get there. I'm going to give it a try. And so what I started out with Homeschool Snapshots is a really fun format. It's 30-minute interviews, mostly with homeschooling moms, though we occasionally have some homeschool dads on there. And it's just a peek inside their day. And so we ask a lot of the same questions uh, to multiple guests, you know, we'll, we'll do a set of questions. And then if you listen to another podcast, you might hear a very similar set of questions because the idea is for 
moms who are listening to this podcast to hear that it's okay for homeschoolers to have different answers to the very same questions. That everybody's going to homeschool a little bit differently and there's no right and wrong there. It's just doing what is really working for your family. And so that was where we started with those 30-minute interviews. And I think we have, goodness, we're pushing 60 episodes on that one now. I think we have 57 or 58 episodes. And then we started um, Your Morning Basket, which is all about morning time. I wanted to talk specifically about morning time and have great guests like you and Cindy Rollins and Dr. Perrin and moms who were doing morning time and talk about this practice. Um, At that time, Cindy wasn't really talking a whole lot about morning time. And so I felt like there was a need out there. Moms really wanted to do this and needed some help getting started. And so we started that podcast. And then our other little podcast is called Homeschool Solutions. And what we do there is we curate content from homeschool bloggers across the web, and they read their blog posts. And these blog posts are five to 15 minutes long. And what we tell our listeners is you can listen to this while you're washing the dishes or folding a load of laundry. You may not have time to get inspiration and, uh, you know, learning how to do something new from sitting down and reading, but you can certainly listen while you're, you know, doing some household chores. And so that's the third one. Oh, that's awesome. And um, you have had some some great guests. I mean, I, I just saw Angelina Stanford. I thought, okay. Now there's there's a wise person. That's someone who's got a lot to say. And and your focus is on this kind of goodness and truth and beauty. So um, as you were talking, I was thinking, okay, uh, every homeschool family is different in some way, which is kind of the opposite of the way schools work, which is to say, uh, kids should basically do the same thing in the same way, according to the same schedule, so we can get the same predictable, controllable, measurable result. So there's a big there's a big gap between those two views of children and education and families. And um, how how do you help people navigate from one to the other? Well, you know, I had a lot of baggage. I was a public school teacher uh, myself for seven years before oh. I came. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's interesting. That's very interesting. I was. And uh, then after my daughter was born, we decided that we were going to uh, homeschool because we had seen the system and we were not happy with what we saw. And, um, and people a lot of times say to me, oh, it must be so easy for you because you were a school teacher. But actually, I find a lot of times that experience that I had, you know, 13 years of going to school myself in the public school classroom and then teaching really is a hindrance. It really gets in the way because I have to kind of shake off those old paradigms and realize that just because that was the way I did things for all of those years, that's the way that most people consider is the normal way to do things, is simply not the way it has to be done. Um, And so, you know, it's kind of helping moms overcome that idea. It feels safe and secure. It's what they know. And so just kind of easing off, peeling away those onion layers of what's safe and secure and let them know it's okay to step out and try something different. 
Well, and you know, I think there's a lot of school teachers out there who also wish they could break free of the handcuffs of the paradigm. And many do, and many say, hey, we're gonna create a different environment in this classroom. But even while they're struggling to do that, they realize the system itself is kind of you know, handcuffing them in so many ways. Uh, and then of course, we who came out of the system, you know, one of one of the things I realized is it's so hard not to do to your children what was done to you. So, you know, this is the thing. You had the spelling list on Monday and the spelling pretest on Thursday and the 20 words a week. And then you had to work through one lesson in the math book and you had to, you know, move through. It, it was kind of like getting the kid through the stuff rather than getting learning happening inside the child. Um, but, but you've been able to address that and help people. Yeah, and that's what makes morning time such a great vehicle for uh, this kind of learning because it's not checking off the list. It's not moving through uh, a set curriculum or a set resource. And it's everybody in the family learning together. You know, we have people who ask us, all the time, they're like, well, what age would you, you know, if we release some kind of help? Right now we have a set of Advent morning time plans that we've put together for families that they can get for free on the website. And we had somebody ask us, well, what age is this for? And I'm like, well, it's the Messiah. And it's, the, you know, artwork of the visitation and the Annunciation and it's memory verses from the Bible and it's poetry by G.K. Chesterton. Why would you put an age on that? You know, that's for everybody from little bitty kids all the way up to grandma. If she happens to be sitting next to the table while you're doing it, they're all going to get something out of that. And so, you know, morning time is such a great Mom gets to be the co-learner. It's for everyone. And so it's a great way to kind of break out of that paradigm. So so let me ask you an evil question. Does morning time have to happen in the morning? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what what about families that have weird schedules? You know, um, I, I guess what you're saying is you you carve out of your busyness a time of peace and that can happen any time of day, I, I would guess, huh? Yes, any time of day. Um, so, you know, Cindy Rollins started calling this morning time years ago, and we all kind of picked up on it. I have a few friends who call it circle time, which comes with its own set of problems, especially right, when you're trying right. to get teenagers to participate. But, yeah, it could be done any time of day, and we, we have families who do it right after lunch. We have families who do it later in the morning. Um, we have families, their teenagers just join them for a small portion of it. And then they go on to move off to other things that they have to do. You know, it's a very flexible practice. We have families who call it things like symposium and convocation and families who call it <laughs> power hour and, you know. So, yeah, that that's great because it fits every perspective you can be you know classical you can be modern um bu business oriented with a power hour i would be afraid of a power hour personally but i you know <laughs> i i see the the flexibility and you have a book you wrote called your morning basket how to transform your homeschool one morning at a time 
And that is the collected wisdom over a few years of doing this, these conversations. Yes, yes. And so, you know, we've done more, we had done morning time in our home for that time for about four years and just breaking the process down into steps, you know, exactly what it is and the kind of question like you asked, when do I do it? What do I do with, you know, how are the kids supposed to act during this time? Are they supposed to be sitting on their hands or is it okay if they get up and move? What kind of things do we put in there? What kind of subjects do we do? Um, And even like, you know, why is ritual important? Why is that something important to add? Why is reading aloud something important to add? Why is memorization something important to add? And so I kind of broke down all of those things in the book, a lot of the questions that moms were asking about morning time. And uh, so that's kind of what that tries to do is break it out and answer some of those questions. Well, I love the way your your site is organized with the big basket, the little basket. I, of course, am an empty basket with all of my children grown, but I, I'm very tempted here to order uh, your big basket here for a couple of my children who now have, you know, four or five, seven, eight-year-old grandchildren. And uh, it's just exciting to see what you do. I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you um, how how has... Uh, excellence in writing fit into your uh, teaching of your children? How do you view it, you know, particularly as having been a public school teacher? um, What, what, what do you love about us, I guess, to be blunt, to be totally blunt? (laughs) How much time do you have? Um, Just a few minutes. (laughs) (laughs) We, I will, I do want to just do a shout out for linguistic development through poetry memorization. Um, such an awesome program. And we've used it in our homeschool and, and we recommend it to, to people who are wanting to add something like that to morning time. But right now I'm teaching two IEW classes at our co-op. Um, wow. I'm te- yeah. I'm teaching an elementary class. Um, I have three sweet little eager kids in there. And, um, and then I'm doing a middle school writing class and we're using your themed base writing programs, um, fairy tales and fables, and then, uh, writing in the middle ages. And, um, we love it. And what I love about it is I'm a fairly busy person. Um, but a few years ago, you know, I went through the teacher training and watched the videos and, and learned what I needed to learn. And now I can use the theme base things. And fairly quickly, mm-hmm. you know, put together a lesson plan. And, and oh, we just love so many of the resources in the book, the jokes, the tongue twisters, the, um, the vocabulary. And so I can fairly quickly put together this lesson plan and walk kids through the steps of, uh, you know, learning the different units. Right now, both classes are, no, I just had one class move into unit five and I have another in unit four. And it's just easy for me to teach. So I love the teacher support materials because I didn't come from that background. You know, I came from the background where you stick a blank piece of paper in front of a kid and you say, you know, okay, well tell us, you know, what it's like to be a bug or imagine that you're a, (laughs) you know, and the poor kid's staring like, I have no idea. And so I love the writing for models and giving them some kind of basis of information to go on while they're learning 
all of these different stylistic techniques and and everything. And it works. I have some kids who are fabulous writers who flourish in it. And then I have some kids who are struggling writers and it helps them as well. So, yeah, that's what I find is that you, you can have a very wide disparity between the, the natural quote, high talent quote, you know, easy writers and, and the other end of the group that stares at that blank page. But with our system, everyone gets better. And isn't that what we're looking at? Not to compare kids with each other, but to say, are we growing? Are we making progress? Are we improving skills relative to where we were, you know, a week or a month or a year ago? And I, I guess if there was one thing I would try to help all the home, you know, especially the new homeschoolers understand is don't get attached to age, grade, other kids that age, you know, this constant comparison. It's, it's very modern. It's very, quote, progressive, although I would debate that it's progress, but it creates so much anxiety. Do you find that a lot of what you and your, your guests on your podcasts and your blog, are you, are you dealing with helping people handle anxiety? Is that a, a main thing? Yes. <laughs> Homeschool moms have to be one of the most anxious groups on the planet. And you know why they are, though? It's because they care so much about what it is that they're doing. And it's, you know, at the end of the day, it's their child they're teaching. And so they're just so deeply invested in the the teaching that's going on in their home because it's their kids. And so no wonder they're anxious. I mean, it's totally understandable. But just being able to step back and take a deep breath and know that if you're faithful to good practices, that in the long run, your child is going to be where they need to be. Um, and so that's, that's kind of the big message is just, you know, God's calling you to get up every morning and be faithful and uh, doing the things that you can do. And then in the end, it's all going to work out okay. Yeah. So Andrew, I know you know this, but I thought it would be helpful for our listeners to know that Pam is one of our IEW affiliates. And so I just thought it would be fun, Pam, for you to share a little bit about what your what that means to you and 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 what specific products do you recommend besides, well, Fables, Myths, and Fairy Tales, for example, is one that you <laughs> mentioned in uh, medieval history-based writing lessons. So talk a little bit about your experience being an IEW affiliate, what is that anyway? We really promote a lot of the materials in the morning time resource. And so mainly there, the linguistic development through poetry memorization. I bet hardly a month goes past that we don't personally recommend that to somebody who's asking for a resource for, you know, what do, what do we memorize? You know, how do we memorize poetry? Why is it important to memorize poetry? And so that one is a big one for us. Another one that I have recently fallen in love with is Phonetic Zoo. Um, so, it, you know, it's taken us a few years to get, because you guys recommend you get through all about spelling level three before you begin Phonetic Zoo. And I 
um, speaking of kids who are not on the timeline, it's taken me a while to get my seventh grader all the way through. We didn't start when she was in first grade, but it's taken us a while to get there. And now that we have, we've moved, uh, she's moved on to phonetic zoo and it's just like, I don't have to teach spelling anymore. Andrew teaches spelling for me. <laughs> Love it. Yes, I am loving that program. So um, she's sitting over there doing her little spelling test and repeating uh, the little jingles to herself and, and learning all about the, the spelling rules. And I'm like, oh, this is so good. Um, so yeah, I've got two more that I've got to get to that point. And then I'm just turning it over to you, Andrew. <laughs> well, you are doing a fantastic job of bringing in all sorts of beautiful perspectives I see. Yeah, I'm just looking at your blog post, Seeking Truth, um, Homeschooling as a Buffet of Ideas. I'm looking at that picture. Is that your daughter? That is not. That was actually written by a contributor oh, okay. on my site. And yeah, that's Lena Sutherland's uh, daughter. And I was putting that post on the site and I sent Lena a message and I said, your kids are so darn cute. <laughs> well, I talked to your daughter and then I looked at this picture. I thought, well, now that is a smile that takes up three fourths of a face there. I mean, that that kid. And then you've got um, Caitlin Curley doing game schooling. That sounds fascinating. Um, I, I will continue to explore your materials and you will be at all of the um, great homeschool conventions this uh, coming season, right? Uh, starting with uh, Fort Worth and uh, South Carolina, and we'll see each other in Cincinnati and Anaheim, and then maybe St. Louis. So there's a lot going on with the great homeschool conventions this year. Yes, I am super excited to get to be doing that. I'm a longtime convention attendee, and um, just to get to go and speak and meet the moms. Um, I got to go last year and uh, kind of work in a booth at the convention and get to talk to a lot of moms, but this year I get to go and, and to all five and speak, and I'm super excited about that one. Well, we will have abundant more opportunity to powwow in between the hordes of people wanting to know all about what we do. And uh, I do hope you'll bring uh, one or more of your family members. And uh, I guess, you know, we could finish up and just say, you know, in 30 seconds, if you could tell the world the most important stuff you know, what would it be? I would just encourage moms to remember that, you know, seeking excellence in your homeschool is something you can do while still maintaining relationships. The two things are not mutually exclusive. There are ways to do it. And so enjoy your kids, put playful moments in your day, work hard, and you'll get there. So Pam, if people were wanting to find out more about you and your books and all the things that Andrew was talking, mentioning today, where would they find you? They can find me at pambarnhill.com. Super easy. Yeah. Great. So homeschoolers, check out the great homeschool conventions where you can see both Andrew and Pam in 2018. And um, just 
you know, we, IEW is committed to being at homeschool conventions across the United States. And so we just love to be there and support homeschooling families in that way. And we just love to meet all of you and say hello and try to get Andrew as scheduled as many of those as possible. And even I get out every now and then off onto the circuit. And I'm, I'm going to be at a couple this year. I'm looking forward to that. And, so, you know, Andrew. We, we could say, Sorry. Julie, and Pam, you know, there are so many great teachers out there as well. And uh, I've met people who came to a, a homeschool conference or something to just see, you know, what are the new ideas? What's available? What can I bring into my classroom that's good, that's true, that's beautiful, that works, that is... Um, sincere that connects with kids. So, you know, I guess I would, I would addendum to what you have both said. Homeschool conferences aren't just for homeschoolers. They're really for anyone who has a desire to look for the best that can be done uh, in educating all children in all circumstances. I, yeah, I would agree with that because I, a whole new world of education opened up to me when I started homeschooling that I never knew about as a classroom teacher. Um, you know, people I'd never, I went to college to be a teacher and got out of teaching and started looking into homeschooling and realized that my education had barely scratched the surface of what was actually out there about educating children. So yeah, teachers can learn a lot from a homeschool convention. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Pam. Thank you so much for joining us. And I will look forward to seeing you again on the road. And maybe you'll bring, one of, like I said, your, one of your charming <laughs> children. I and, don't know uh, how I can get out of it now. <laughs> <laughs> and keep up your good work. Keep up your, your blessing of so many people. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was such a joy to be here chatting with you guys today. Thanks. Thanks so much for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, you can subscribe to this podcast in iTunes or Stitcher, or just visit us each week at IEW.com podcast. Until then, on behalf of Andrew Poudois and the team at IEW, I thank you for the privilege of allowing us to partner with you on this educational journey toward better listening, speaking, reading, writing, and thinking. Mm-hmm.